Hey guys. Hello. This is S&M and the podcast, I bet you think this podcast is about you. And if you think it's about you, it's because you are a narcissist or a sociopath or a borderline or one of the other antisocial personality disorders. Um, We are not mental health experts. Reminder, uh, we are just two regular women who have had relationships with individuals who we believe are on the cluster B personality or uh, have cluster B personality disorders or who may have cluster B personality disorders. We don't diagnose anyone because we're not qualified to do so. Only live through the school of hard knocks. (laughs) So uh, our topic today is about listening to our friends and the women in our lives who give us feedback about these toxic relationships that we are in or have been in. Um, and it sort of harkened back to the, the scene from my, one of my favorite movies, Thelma and Louise, where Thelma's basically assaulted in a parking lot by some gross guy. And Louise comes out and pulls a gun on him. And eventually, um, after making some sweet lines that are very memorable, <laughs> shoots him in the face and then simply says, get in the car. So welcome to episode five, Get in the Car. <laughs> and I would, we are so excited because we have two firsts here. This is our first episode with guests. We have, sticking with our motto or our theme, E and K. Say hi. Hi. Hi, friends. I know. I hope you guys, hope you got, guys got Cheetos in the green room. Did you get Cheetos in the green room? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not nice. I'm already living so the podcast life wrong. They're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's also our first episode with alcohol involved. So yeah. Cheers. Can't That's hang actually the reason I showed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Keep drinking. Then yeah. I do some of my best work with Chardonnay in my hand. So. <laughs> well, Come to the right place. You've got some, so let's go. Um, and so they're here just to provide their perspective as our friends. Ian and Kay have been friends of ours for a very, very long time. Um, Ian and I go back almost 20 years, which is crazy. But yeah, I guess we're old. So I'm um, only 25. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they've had some very interesting perspectives on the men that we've dated or men that other friends of ours have dated. Um, and so I think it'd be very useful or I mean, I think it'd be useful to talk about why we don't listen to our friends and maybe why we should in the future do a better job of listening to our girlfriends. So we're going to start with this story because this just happened and I was going to <laughs> let Em tell this, but I was like, no, this is the girlfriend story. So I'm going to tell it from my perspective uh, as Em's friend. So she <laughs> recently went on a date. I don't know if I'd call it a date. It's okay. It was an arrangement. <laughs> Like and I had two things that I wanted to accomplish when I was there. Sex and tacos. Yes. So. That's it. <laughs> I don't no want a conversation. Order. I don't want to know what kind of dog you have. I just am here for two things. Sex and tacos. Yes. So, okay. So, M pulls out her, her phone on a group text between us and some of our, like, yoga buddies. And... Essentially, like live tweets her her date, like from the moment she's like, "I'm here for sex and tacos," to <laughs> her running out the door with her shoes in her hands. It was the worst night of my life. It was more like a sprint. <laughs> I was definitely sprinting out of there. Oh, God. We got the text that was like, "This is terrible," and you know. Ugh. 
as the night progressed, it was interesting because all of us came back with like, abort, abort, eject, get out. It's you're done. This isn't for you. Go. And she was like, I haven't had the tacos yet or something. So, <laughs> I was like, take your tacos and run. Get them to go. So, I, I you know, she, you, you know, M. In fairness, you didn't take the eject abort advice. I did not. You saw that through to the bitter end. I saw and bitter it was. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So I would like to know from, you know, from, you know, as a girl with girlfriends, mm-hmm. how are you taking that feedback from us? Because we've all known you forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you hear it? And, what, you know, what was sort of the input that was going on in your head? Well, the thing about it is when you have like your sex and tacos goggles on that's all you see so it's like you have a screen on your phone and the text message doesn't say get the fuck out it says keep fucking going it's fucking great oh my god so like i would see the like the buzz come off and i was just like oh just put that over there and, oh my god there's a taco and there might be sex eventually so it's like you kind of just go into like you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to hear it you don't want to hear it until you wish you had listened. And yes, until you're running out. And I was literally like, okay, yep, got to go by. And we're not going into a lot of details, but it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was the undate, the best yeah. part was the tacos. <laughs> what kind of tacos? Yeah. So it wasn't Taco Bell. I will say that. It was a, a marginal step up from that. I and I thought I was walking into like at least a homemade like homemade taco bar it was kind of like the impression I was going to get and I don't know it was like from a taco truck or something like that. Did you get a doggy bag on your way out? Uh no you know actually I was like you can go ahead and keep everything cuz I brought like I brought wine I brought and I was like why don't you just go ahead and keep that? Um they were broke ass tacos when you left all this. <laughs> <laughs> They were. I mean, I thought. I honestly thought he was making you tacos. I thought that was the deal. But that was the deal. Fuck, and he bought and you takeout. That tacos. was one of the very Did he the at first. Least put everything a- in like his own bowls to be like try and fake <laughs> that he made it or like leave it in the container. I'm still trying to actively forget the entire night ever happened. Oh. So I'm trying to. I I can't remember. That might have been like therapy bowl. for the taco. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't text you to pick up salsa or sour cream on the way over, did he? I would have just turned around and like I can't. I you know what I can't. I cannot do this. Okay. So but so that's what happens. Like you doesn't you don't, you don't want to hear it. Yeah, you know? and that's exactly it. And so, you know, what I've discovered and this is going to go against popular wisdom because when I googled this topic, <laughs> because that's how we do our research, we google um whether you should listen to your friends about people that you date or marry or see. Um, the overwhelming response from like the mental health community is like, maybe your friends aren't going to be that best, you know, that supportive and you don't always want to listen to your friends. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Because if they're really your friend, if they are a good friend, then what they are hearing from you is your side of the story. They are having sex and tacos, right? They are just hearing you Talk about the relationship in your most honest moment. And so they're going to hear all of your reservations, all of your concerns, all of those nasty gut feelings that you have that this guy's a fucker and he's lying to you or something. And they're not getting gaslit. They're not getting lied to. They're not getting love bombed. So they're just hearing your little side. And what I think that does is it sort of echoes back to you your own intuition. So you can look at, if it's a good friend, you can look at your girlfriends like, a mirror of your own intuition and we need to do a better job of listening to them Mm -hmm. um so we are all sort of 
part of kind of the yoga community, like these crunchy granola people. And they're always like, (laughs) they're ridiculous because I love them all. Okay. Yeah. Let me just preface it with saying I love those people. However, when you're like, "Mm, this guy, I don't really know if he really sits right with me and something's up. And they're like, how do you feel? What do you think? And you're like, girl, you're not my therapist. You... You need to tell me what you really think, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to be more honest with our friends telling me, telling them, tell me what you really think of this person and how you think of me in this relationship. Um, and if he's a dick, just say he's a dick. Um, Which can be hard to say. Uh, yeah. You know, it can be hard to say. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Ooh, my overstepping. Like, uh, it can be hard to say. But you're right. I mean, you should at least like, or, and we're going to talk about this, but like, um, I know like one of my friends is really good at sort of positioning it as a question. Like, so mm-hmm. oh. how does he like, how do you feel when like he does that? Or like, and, and then it, I start to think, I'm like, oh, um, I don't know. Yeah. And so when it's positioned as a question, um, I do tend to like actually really think about that afterwards. Well, and I've, you know, ever since I've had, you know, realized all, every, all the shit that I've dealt with, I've been better with my girlfriends about saying like, I don't think this is the person for you. He's not yours. He's not your person. Like he may not be a a monster, but he's something's not fitting or it's not right there. And why waste time staying with somebody, even if the sex and tacos are good, Mm -hmm. like if he's just not your person. Um, But anyway, I want to get some of the guest input of the toxic relationships. And we're going to go back to my old friend E here. Um, who had some of the best input, I think, that I didn't listen to. <laughs> so it's like, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, E. Yeah. So, I tried. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, why don't, I know. So why don't you share kind of how that experience was for you as my, like, BFF? Okay. Well, <clears throat> when this whole story started, Every time that we would talk about this, I had my reservations, and I started to notice a trend that every story or every encounter between the two of them oh God. <laughs> <laughs> led with it's good to be a wine. I know. Uh-huh. And, and part, I'm thinking, okay, I'm like, but take the sex goggles off or whatever goggles that you have on for a relationship. What is there? If you're leading with the same thing every time, is that the best part of your relationship? Is that the only part of the relationship? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't that far off. I know. <laughs> and I think that I felt like I said that a lot, but then it just got to a point where I didn't want to overstep my bounds. You know, like... I said my piece, you needed to do what you needed to do, but part of it was frustrating because you're my BFF, and you were going through this, and I'm like, what else am I supposed to say? You know, you can only say things so many ways, and person's either going to hear it or not, and if they're in a position and they're ready to hear it, yeah, they're going to process it and take it in, but if they're not, it's just going to go over their head no matter what you say. You could be holding a freaking poster board over your head, and they're not going to pay attention. So what I hear you saying is... When you said, <laughs> if you were looking HR through sex session? goggles, you would hate him. That wasn't blunt enough. <laughs> um, I, apparently it wasn't. I know. I know. <laughs> Guilty. So, uh, yeah. So, Kay, I know, I know you have some stories along this vein. I sure do. Um, you know, I 
think my biggest thing is as a friend when you watch somebody go through that, and I was lucky enough when I had experiences very similar, I had friends who stuck by me, but you do the tough love thing um, of I'll always listen, I'll always support you. When I don't agree with it, I'm going to say it. Um, and I've had falling outs with friends. 99% of them have all come back, whether it be six months, two years later, yeah. after me just saying, like, hey, I love you. I'll be there for you. But right now, it's really hard for me to listen to a lot of this because I absolutely can't condone it and let you think that it's an okay situation to be in. Right. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter when you figure it out if it's not your thing. You can call me at 2 a.m. and I'll be there and I'll come pick you up and we'll figure it out. But it's really hard. And I've lost friends. I had one friend who got engaged to said shitty guy who was constantly (laughs) terrible. She caught him cheating a bunch of times. There was like all kinds of mental and physical abuse, got engaged and asked me to be in the wedding. And I had to look at her and just say, I'm sorry if this ruins our friendship, but... Me standing up next to you right. tells you that I'm supporting this and that I think this is okay when that's not at all how I feel. Yeah. And sometimes you just need that tough love a little bit. And I always tell everyone, I'm like, tell your heart to shut the fuck up because that's not what's going to get you anywhere. Like, listen to your gut, listen to your brain. And if you can't be honest with your closest friends about the scenarios you're in or what's actually oh happening yes. if you're if you're lying yep. to, your to your family friends. or your friends about certain scenarios and situations and how they're happening there's a reason because you don't want to oh yeah you don't want people to find out and you don't want to hear it and right. if you're lying right. about it mm-hmm. you're not only lying to me you're lying to yourself exactly yep. mm-hmm. exactly yep. i mean yeah that's the that's the 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 really crazy part too is because when you're in those situations and you have this guy who basically has taken control of your life um that's where that triangulation comes in Mm -hmm. right so you're over here like a normal friend saying this guy sucks like he's abusive and awful and why are you with him and stop lying about him stop trying to protect him and he's over there saying you know she was always jealous of you. She doesn't want you to be happy. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and, yeah. and they have their ear, like they have the pillow talk every night, not you and her. And it's like... Oh, I've had guys tell my friends, like, you know, I'm really not comfortable with... They'll pick things about me just yeah. because they know. And I've had to look at friends and be like, hey, might not be the best idea to put us in a social setting. I was like, especially if alcohol is involved. I was like, because if he says, like, one crappy right. thing or, like crosses the line or like you know what mm-hmm. I mean like yeah. is weird in public like it's going to be hard for me not to be like what the hell is that Yeah, right. and try and call you out and I was like I don't want to feel like I have to act differently around your significant other when that's never had to be a thing and I'm not going to damper those things for your crappy relationship yep, right. like right. we can just hang out without that person oh, and yeah. I'm so sorry but I've definitely had friends like going through things that their husbands, ex-husbands, boyfriends have said, like, well, I'm just really not comfortable with that person. And I was like, I can tell you why they're uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, so what happens, though, when they come back to the front? So you, usually those, the relationships don't last forever. No. When they come back mm-hmm. in, do they, are they like, wow, I acknowledge that I was really it's shitty? It's a lot of a 
apologizing, which I'm always like, there's no need to apologize. Like everybody's been in that scenario where you think the sun shines out of that mm-hmm. person's ass and <laughs> they are the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they're just not. And I didn't see it because I'm not like, I'm not looking at things through rose colored glasses. Uh-huh. Like, and you're my friend, so I want what's best for you. There's no need to apologize that you were being told exactly what you wanted to hear yes. and mm-hmm. being treated like you were the only person in the room mm-hmm. when you were there. And then the second you're not, it's someone else. Yes, they have a lot of rooms and there's one person in every one of them. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think as a friend, it's easier to, st- it's obviously easier to step back and see that and to convey that. It's hard because you're like, you can't get inside your friend's head and what are they thinking? What else has been going on? You know, a behind lot of the fucked up thing. shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I've had friends who like totally agree, totally get it sitting in front of me. You go home, you talk to that person about it and you come back. And it's like in one ear, out the other, because mm-hmm. that person's then reassured you of everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, yeah. I feel like, totally yeah. normal when you're in those scenarios. Yeah. Or your I friend know. can take it in, and then, like you said, their significant other can turn around. Oh, she's just completely jealous of you. She wants what we have. Absolutely. So, right. right. Yeah. That happens so. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so what do you guys think would be like good questions to ask your friend to try to get them to see the light? So you had one. I mean, I remember Um, at one point you asking me, like, how much longer are you going to do this? mm -hmm. You want to do this for another year or two years or 10 years? Is this this what you're going to do? Is this your person you're just going to be with in a decade? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. ew, no. Yeah, because you've always been the person who said, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, well, how the hell are you going to be done with this? Like, what's the line? When? How are you going to walk away? Because well, we all learned the answer to that question. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. Now we know. We, we did. So it has quite the ending. <laughs> but, you know, because... They're so usually the other person is so crazy. They're going to keep coming back. They're going to keep inserting themselves in your life. So it's not going to be the normal breakup, you know. So how are you going to put the end of this chapter? And if you can't figure out mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're ready to, then my um, question always was like, whenever my friends are getting that serious with that guy, and then they're talking about marriage and their future, and I, I looked point blank at my friend who was getting engaged to this guy. And I said, what happens when you guys get married, you have a daughter, and she thinks it's completely okay to be in a relationship that looks exactly like yours with someone who talks to you the exact way that that guy talks to you? Oh, that's Mm -hmm. a good one. Mm -hmm. What are you going to tell your daughter? Oh, no one ever asked me that one. Like, what what do you say to your kid or your friend or any other woman who you Mm -hmm. see in that scenario? How do you validate that and... In all honesty, to me even, like, you can even just ask a friend, what would you say to me if you saw me in the same position? Because to me, too, you also want to know the person that's in your corner wants Mm -hmm. what you want for them. And that's Mm -hmm. to be as, like, happy and healthy. Yep. Right. I remember we had, um, so we have another yoga friend who's not here today. Um, But... She would. She consistently will ask, "Does he make your life better, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on balance? Are you a worse? better person? Are you yeah. a better person? If it's not helping you, life. it's hurting you. At it that is. point, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just have this like you go back and forth though. Like I've I've been on both ends where I've been the girlfriend who's trying oh, to yeah. like, hey, look at the red flags over there. Come, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. come on. And then I've also been the one where people are telling me like, 
dude, get the fuck out. Oh, I know. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is like you're and you're you so smart when you're on the other side. Oh, oh yes. yeah, <laughs> you're brilliant. But you take it in, and then but then like you know you're you're you go back home, and then you're it, like like you said, like they'll come back around or they'll say something sweet, and then you're like, well, maybe he's not that bad. When I was yeah. in my senior, you know, I feel like I didn't even realize that I was in like a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. It was four months after it had ended and I had a oh. girlfriend like we were sitting talking and she just looked at me and she goes you realize that was like extremely toxic and borderline abusive and I like literally yep. it was like someone ripped open the shades and I was like oh mm-hmm. like sometimes nobody knows it and it takes a good long while and then yeah. someone says one thing yep mm-hmm. you know and I, I I think one thing that I think you mentioned E is Asking, you know, is this, do you really love him or is this an addiction? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you get addicted to these people and how they make you feel during that love bombing phase. And it totally is. It is totally an addiction. Um, I don't know. Ooh, business idea. We could start a rehab. (laughs) (laughs) I've totally thought about that. Right. Oh my gosh. Love rehab. It's going to be awesome. Well, I think that goes, yeah. (laughs) What's the copay on that? I don't know, but it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of talking about our feelings. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And drinking wine, which is totally allowed in this rehab. Yeah. (laughs) But no cell phones. No drunk texting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm so sad. Get off social media. Oh, my gosh. Stop, like, stalking his account. (laughs) You know, one thing you have to remember, too, though, is, like, as the girl, as the friend who's going through, who's the friend in the relationship, so you never go back to the guy and say, my friend doesn't like you. Like, I know right. we talked about this briefly before, but if you, that just opens the door for them to marginalize you, right? So if you tell them your friend doesn't like them, they'll do everything they can to keep you away from her. Well, and they want to invite them over. They'll try, like I said, they'll try to triangulate you. They'll just talk shit. Um, and when you start getting marginalized, when they start just keeping you away from all of your relationships with your friends and family, that's when the abuse gets worse. Yep. They because want you to there's feel no, right. like you don't mm-hmm. have anyone to reach out there's to. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Cause I think if you're in that situation, you tell them everything because they've, brainwashed you that they have to know everything so first you're gonna say something you know i was hanging out with whoever and they said this well they're a terrible person now you're never hanging out with them again or what they that's just absolute crap and i think that just kind of leads to it and it just keeps going down the line it could be one friend and then all of a sudden you can't hang out with anybody so how do we do a better job? How do we do a better job of listening to each other? That's like such an open-ended question. Um, I think sometimes we alienate our own friends, and that's the patriarchy too. Like we're getting back to that a little bit again. <laughs> Shocker. That'll <laughs> be the last time. Um, right, because I think sometimes the system is set up to make women sort of alienate each other. Um, and... You know, it is. It's that she's jealous of you or, you know, she just does what she she just talks shit because she hasn't been married and she wishes she was married like you, you know, and I'm the best thing since sliced bread and she just hasn't had a man like me in her life. So she's she just is hating on you. And it's and then and then when they can create that rift and they're like, look, women fight. They're always just so catty, you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um I think one thing, and you did touch on this a little bit, uh, Kay, is that you 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 cannot hide things from your friends. Um, you well, you uh, can. It's just like a terrible <laughs> sign that it's going terrible, <laughs> right? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we have to be really careful as just empowered women that we don't hide anything that's happening in our lives from our closest friends. Um, go ahead. Absolutely. But it like I remember also being in those situations, even when my friends are honest, you're so afraid sometimes, too, to tell your friend in that situation the honest opinion because you don't want to see them start pulling back either right because you're so wrapped up in that toxic relationship and i've watched that happen to some people and i'm like wow so they're they're distancing because who knows what's actually going on there and it's like the more you sometimes empower those women or ask them to question sometimes they get afraid of the answers and almost they'll say well you're just so negative I can't yep. believe you don't want mm-hmm. to be happy for me. Yep. And I like that. It's not right. about like if I saw you truly happy and thriving and doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. I would be happy for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're not seeing that and when that's your best friend and you know them inside and out and all those things and you've watched him in plenty of relationships, you can pick out that one that's really going south fast yep yep you know and i actually had this within my family recently this isn't even me but um i have a family member who is in a fucking terrible marriage awful right and she recently moved back to michigan yeah she lived out of state for a while and i was like oh to another you know the matriarch of the family i'm like hey why is she back why is she moving back with her kid and she's like oh i don't know you know like that whole you know i mind my own business i don't know and i'm like oh is she getting a divorce because husband's not coming back with her you know me kind of being hopeful that she's getting a divorce because i hate the guy (laughs) (laughs) right which, by the way, she actually stopped talking to me because I hate her husband, right? Which, like, well, in all honesty, as yeah. much as that stuff frustrates you, like, I honestly always just feel so bad that you feel so trapped. Right. And, like, right. you're not free to have open relationships and conversations with people who care about you as well. Exactly. Because you feel so cornered by that person who's supposed to be your partner and want what's best for you. Yep. Like, it's sad when that stuff happens. And then you feel like you don't have anyone to turn to. So, you know, you have these friends, like the one friends that, like, you know, so she has me as a family member uh, who's saying, get out. But she's totally marginalized me. I haven't actually talked to her for over a year Mm -hmm. because she won't talk to me. Now she will. Um, And then the ones that you do talk to, they're like so pro-marriage or pro-your marriage that, you know, she moves back and and this matriarch says, well, I hope they're not getting a divorce. I'm like, why do you hope that? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no one's no. a pariah right? when they get a divorce. I was like, don't it's cry. Fine. I hope they heard are. someone who got a divorce was like, damn it, I wish I didn't get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have stayed a little longer. God. The only That's regret stupid. I ever hear is I wish I would have left sooner. Yeah. But I'm just like, right. you're the she's going through. Or <laughs> oh. You know, one of the reasons that I, I don't say as many things to my girlfriends as I used to is because from like what you just said, I've had, they just ghost me. They stop talking to me. When I actually tell them how I feel and what I see, but they stop talking to me. They don't want it because they don't want to hear what I have to say. So I, I stopped really telling them how I felt. Like I said so earlier, hard, I've like, honestly mm-hmm. noticed, like I said, 99% of my friends and there was three girls who've all been in very bad situations and I had been in one prior. So like I was way tougher on them than maybe I should have been. 
99% of them have all come back because they know sometimes that even though they cut you out, they know you're right. They know mm-hmm. you not even know you're right. They know you'll still be there for them because you're the one person who gave yep. them the tough love, even when they didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. They yep. will yep. say, "Fine, you know what? You're the one person that I was kind of honest with and was just as honest with me." Yep, and, right. and I hear you, Em. I do because I have been cut off too. But at the same time, sometimes I think if if you you just say something, you say "fuck it," you can just not talk to me. But here's what I think: mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. terrible for you. You're at right. least planting the seed. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll always have that your voice in the back of their head saying, "My best friend thinks you're the devil. Like you're you're saved to Satan in her phone." Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Or just always on the conversation with, "That's fine. You don't have to talk to me again. But when you need me, you can call me at two a.m. Right. and I'll show up and get your shit out That's of his apartment." Exactly right. And, oh exactly. and when you're yes. that one person, when they hit their wits end. They will call because you're the one person they need to do that. They don't want to call their dad. No. They don't want to call their mom. They don't yep. want to call their brother to fight him. They want uh-huh. the one person who will, like, help them get out quickly and let them sleep on the couch and cry their eyes out. And they know you won't judge them about it. Girl, I, I got I, called. Well, you know this. I got called to the hospital. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that fucker Same put in the hospital. And I'm like, holy You and I shit. were the only two called that night. <laughs> like, Mine was because I was pregnant. And they were like... I bet you she's not out drinking and she could pick someone up. And I was like, I sure can. (laughs) I sure can. I could also do a drive-by of that apartment. (laughs) I I think I actually called you from her phone when she was in with the doc. And I was like... I would, and the, I, you know, she called me because, uh, you know, I'm lame and I don't have a life. It was like a Sunday night and I'm laying on my couch and I, and I was almost not going to answer the phone, but I was like, I recognized the first three digits of the hospital's phone number. I was like, why the fuck is a hospital calling? Right. It was like divine intervention that I answered that damn call. You called me and I was like, so who needs to die? I was, <laughs> I was like, that's great. I'm going to take a yeah. pregnant belly and fuck some shit up. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I was like, I got pregnancy rage. It'll go far. <laughs> Extra estrogen. I'm going to yeah. cry the whole time and I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. You called me too. I did call you. I did call you. Um, yeah, because she had cut a lot of us out. Not, I don't think really intentionally. It's just he really like marginalized her like mm-hmm. took up all of her time and energy and yeah i was like oh god well it was even after like the, the in the hospital i remember she would try and hide the fact that they would still spend time together yeah. and i was like don't get me wrong i'm not happy about it i was yeah. like but you don't need to not tell me about it i was like because that'll create a bigger rift in our friendship if you're lying to me about it you can be honest with me about it but i'm going to be really honest about what i think it was when you're doing it i think the more abuse there is in a relationship even especially when it gets physical like that Mm -hmm. um i think the harder it is to get away so even though like literally Mm -hmm. tried to kill her I think it was even harder to get away from situations that we've all been in because they're just so enmeshed with one another um but let me tell you, she fucked his life up. So good for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still tell her. Day, I'm, like, I'm like, anytime you have a bill, I was like, you should just send it. <laughs> I was like, just send it that way and see if someone feels bad enough to, oh, set, to actually right. just pay it. Oh, my God. That is reminiscent. This, that reminds me of the, like one of the themes that we have on this podcast is how these people never let you go. That fucker still, still calls her. Still, if she years per- ago, if she's she posts a, a picture of her and I because he was so mad when we both went to court with her that day oh, if yeah. she posts a picture on Snapchat she, he will still 
Sender, fuck that bitch. Because he still hates me <laughs> oh, so much for picking her up and for showing up to court with I her. Remember pregnant going to as court. hell. Yeah. And he still is like, fuck that bitch. And I'm like, wow. I'm not even the one who's fucked your life up. You're not even the one who fucked my life up. You're just mad that I... That's how shitty you are. You're just mad that I gave my friend a way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how terrible you are. Yeah. Right. I remember you just reminded me of that court hearing. Holy shit. When we were sitting back there, he was like shaking. Yeah. yeah. That fucker. Good for her. Good for her. I'm glad she's out. But yeah, he'll still call her. Still gets different numbers and just calls her up. Oh, oh what was geez. that? If I was pregnant, yeah, that would have been almost five years. Five years ago. Yeah. This summer. Still calls her. Still calls her. Anyway. That's crazy. States away. <laughs> kids away. What are you doing? <sighs> right? <laughs> Get got, like, your shit together. She's got a baby. Not even a baby. She's a toddler. Yeah. He has uh, nothing, just the way it should be. Just the way it should be. Keep on keeping on, man. All right. So, you know, I think in conclusion, I think, you know, when we have those moments, and, and, and it's really incumbent on us as as the, the one in the relationship, because our friends do a pretty good job, I think, of intervening. It's just when we're the one inside the relationship, we have to do a better job listening to our friends who are just echoing back to us our biggest fears and our, mm-hmm. our gut mm-hmm. feelings. So, you know, we got to be... We gotta be like Thelma, and <laughs> when she's like, "Get in the car, Thelma." Thelma got the fuck in the car. Yeah, I <laughs> of course he was shot in the car. I love it. That was such a good. Get movie. in the car. Remember the one time I told you literally to get in the car. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I everyone do. has to have had that. Oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. Yes. Get in the car. Get in the car. With the mom eyes. <laughs> that night was so funny. Oh my God. We. That's a whole long story. I got into yeah. the M and M's in the mini bar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat them just really just left them in my bed but you know anyway uh, so yeah so listen to your girlfriends and thanks for joining us um, if you want to check us out on Instagram we are under S and M podcast you can leave us a note there we also have a website at I don't know I think it's linked on Instagram because then the website's a little complicated (laughs) Uh, but hopefully we'll be on apple soon so thanks for joining us